Good evening and welcome to another episode of the DFWTO podcast. I'm your host, Casper. I'm your other host, Becky Grimnan. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. Yes. Guys, you, I uh, actually, for once, I never do this, but I actually just deleted my blooper because it was just so bad. Coming in hot. <laughs> really hot. Um, but guys, tonight's episode is a cryptid episode all about puck wudgies. Yes. But before we get into the puck wudgies, a word from all small sir. Calm your body down. Bing. It's just a fun word to say. Puckwudgie? Puckwudgie. I love saying it. And I love, I love hearing Jack say it's it. such a... Because <laughs> he's English. So... <laughs> Puckwudgie. Yeah, I was like, you do it. Um, Puckwudgie. I feel like I wouldn't be able to do it justice. Um, I can't even do it justice. So anyway, guys, big sales going on right now, especially everything for spring. Um, the spring sale for Calm Your Body Down is uh, three more days. Three more days for 15% off everything. Um, no code needed on Etsy. So if you just go to the page, everything should already be 15% off free shipping. Um, calm your body down Etsy, Instagram, and TikTok. Thank you. Calm your body down. Bing. Speaking of spring, happy 420 to all. And happy Earth, is Earth Day tomorrow or is Earth it is tomorrow? It's tomorrow. Believe so, yeah. Happy Earth Day, and because it is spring, and actually being spring, you know, because it snowed two days ago, um, <laughs> and Earth Day is tomorrow, we are doing, from now until the end of the month, we are doing a sale on our merch. I posted about it yesterday, $5 off each item. It's not just $5 off your entire order, it's $5 off each item that you order, just use code DFWTO Earth, all one word, all capital letters, and you will get $5 off every single thing you order from now until the end of the month. We will post about it a few more times as time goes on, but um, now is the time to definitely grab some of that merch because it's a nice little sale. Um, and, you know, use that tax money. I mean, <laughs> listen, that too. It is, it is. Tax time. Tax time, yeah. 420 Earth Day tax time. It's Get that time. money. It's a good time to use that tax money wisely. And I personally have everything but the tote bag uh, that is up there. I love the mug. And my honestly, I love the Wednesday. I love all the shirts. But that Wednesday shirt, I'm, I'm obsessed with that Wednesday um, I'm shirt. I'm going to be purchasing one of the shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Um, you know, it's a really good deal, too. It's mm -hmm. like... 20 bucks for the shirts now. That's a great deal. And again, it goes to supporting us. It goes to um, helping out everything involving the podcast and future conventions, possibly where we can sell the merch in person and meet people. Um, so it is all going to support guys. And, and, and again, great deal. So, and if you guys want to remember where it's at, make sure you get on our socials. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at DFWTO Podcast. Handle is DFWTO8811. And go to the link tree and click podcast merch. You will find all of the stuff that we have there. It's very easy. It's very straightforward. And don't forget, once again, the code is DFWTOEARTH. It's DFWTO Earth, all capital, one word. Yep. 
Um, it's also in uh, mine and um, well, it's in it's in Myling Tree. It's not if in anybody, Myling Tree. I should do follows, that. Though. If anybody follows me, it's in Myling Tree. But uh, that's a good idea. I should yeah. do that. I don't. I haven't done that. That way, it's just you know, you know, it's everywhere. You know where it is. <laughs> everywhere. There's no excuse. Yeah. No you excuses. know where it is. You know how to find it. You know where it is. It's kind of like me though. When I said I wanted to buy a Let's Summon Demon shirt, and it took me three years. <laughs> and I, I got one. I got one. You did. That's okay. I did. Took time. A long time. Um, I was going to tell you, before we get into this, you remember how earlier I was talking about the Leprechaun reboot? Yes. They are talking about a Blair Witch reboot series. I know. I know. Well, you know, every Lionsgate and everybody wants Jed to be involved. Jed Shepard as a host. Jed Shepard. Oh? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh? yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, well, then you know what? Make, I'm not going to. Let's gonna... make that a thing. Let's make that a thing. If, if You know what? I'm not going to be mad. Only if Jed is involved. If Jed is involved. Jed needs to be involved. Only if Jed is involved. I won't. You know, I, will, I wouldn't be I mad if greatly, he was involved. I will greatly Did you see the trailer for the new movie Dashcam? No. That's his new movie. That uh after host. It's called Dashcam. I will be watching you the need trailer to tonight then. I'm, I'm sorry I had missed out. Thank you for letting me know. Like it's in the way sometimes. <laughs> I only know I knew about it like last year, forgot. And then the trailer released like yesterday or the day before, and it was all over Facebook and Twitter. And I was like, Oh well, you are forgiven, I guess. I know. It's okay. <laughs> It looks fantastic. It looks really, really good. I'm very excited about it because I I loved Host so much. Host was incredible. Yes. Absolutely incredible. But yeah, if Jed has anything to do with this Blair Witch reboot series, I ain't gonna be mad. Also, where's the Hell House series? Y'all, like... I wanted that. They were talking about doing a Hell House series, a prequel based around uh, the beginning... Like that, they were oh. called the, the something tapes. What is that place called? Abaddon. I yeah. was like, what is the that? Abaddon tapes. The Abaddon tapes. Nothing's ever come of that. They're trying to get Shutter involved, because they're trying to get funded. I was like, I mean, I'm not opposed to it as long as it's not the fucking piece of garbage that the third one was. You never saw it. No, I right? won't. Yeah, no, I won't. Don't it. I don't want to waste my time. I really don't. It was hard enough watching the anyway. new Texas Chainsaw. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So, guys, like we mentioned at the end of our episode last week, um, I came up with this idea to talk about Puck Wudgies for our cryptid episode, like we mentioned before, um, as well, because of Jack Osborne. And it actually came from an episode of uh, the show that he does with his parent, his very famous parents, Ozzy and Sharon, um, where the Osbournes dare to believe it's basically where they all three sit and watch uh, tapes of either real or possibly real paranormal um, activities and experiences going on. 
and uh, kind of go from there on whether or not they believe it. And um, one of the tapes, I do not remember what episode it was, but it was apparently somebody had sent something in about a possible Puckwudgie sighting. And that's when Jack mentioned that that was his favorite cryptid ever. And I think he said that their favorite... <laughs> I think he said their favorite candy is like jelly beans or something or Reese. I don't know. He says <laughs> it in the episode like they and I don't know where he got this information from. I didn't see it. I I read I looked at at least five or six articles and I didn't see anything about a favorite candy. Jack knows um, more about it. Jack knew maybe more we need about to, it than, uh, than than we did. I guess maybe we need the, to talk to Jack, the puckwudgie expert. Is he a puckwudgie? Apparently. Uh, expert. Well, I would say expert. Um, but I, is he a puckwudgie? He's too tall. That's true. <laughs> he's too tall. That's true. He'd be the size of like three stacked on top of each other. Yeah, you're right. They're, you're they're right. Pretty, they're pretty tiny. They are small. I mean, according to sightings. I did watch a... Um, oh, I think it's, it's on Discovery Plus. I think it was one of those shows that used to come on the Travel Channel. And it's called... I think Monsters in America, I'm pretty sure. And it would usually feature like three, at least three different cryptids in the episode. And I did watch one episode in particular. I do not remember when it was shot. Uh, Monsters and Mysteries in America. Oh, I know what that, yep. I haven't really watched a lot yes. of it but I'm on my... I haven't really watched a lot of it, but I know what that is. I watched the Puckwudgie episode today. And this is actually really not that out of the norm of uh, a lot of the sightings. So apparently there have been Puckwudgie sightings all over. There, The one in particular on that episode was a gentleman outside. It's the, the there's that forest around outside of Fall River. Mm-hmm. In Massachusetts, and that's where he had a sighting, a possible sighting, when he was out walking his dog. Um, there's also been sightings near, of all places, West Virginia Penitentiary. Really? Uh, I read um, here in Ohio, there's been sightings. There's been sightings in Michigan. So this thing, I mean, almost kind of, as far as sightings goes, it kind of reminded me of um, Mothman a little bit. Yeah. Because even though the original sightings were central to Point Pleasant, West Virginia, there's apparently been sightings of Mothman all over Everywhere. the place. Mm -hmm. So they're migrating. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm guessing. The Puckwudgies are are migrating. So um, the article, like I said, I I did try to look. I looked at at least, including Wikipedia, like about five or six articles just to try to get as much information as possible. The one I ended up. Um, the one that we're going to reference tonight is from astonishinglegends.com and it was published October 22nd of 2018, just entitled Puckwudgies, does not have an author's name. Um, uh, it looks like it, yeah, just, it looks like some, some blog posts. Uh, but it starts off, um, stating that Puckwudgies are a magical humanoid race of people that feature prominently in Algonquin folklore. So we reference, we seem to reference a lot of Native, Native American lore on a lot of these episodes. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Which is kind of amazing, to be honest. <laughs> right. 
To different tribes, the Pukwudgie acts and looks differently. For example, in the Ojibwa tribes, they are described as mischievous, but mostly good-natured, being that they may trick people but rarely have malicious intent. The Wampanoag and many other tribes of New England know that the Pukwudgie to be a trickster, but also dangerous. They are known to play tricks, but in some cases help out a human who has encountered them. If you wrong them or somehow offend offend them or are known to steal their children, commit acts no, of- No, they, oh, are, they known. are known. I'm sorry. They will be known to commit acts of terror, steal your children, or uh, can even be deadly. So, I mean, don't you go stealing their children either. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> that kind of, you know, they and I think it might go into that later on in this article, but in one article that I read, it they are kind of, rem, they are sort of vaguely similar to leprechauns in mm -hmm. a way, too, as far as, like, they can be good, but kind of, like, tricksters and, like, the kind of, like, the whole, like, steal your children kind of element to well reading that, that whole reading that whole part of it i definitely that's exactly what i thought was leprechaun so the wampanoag tribe in new england that was referenced more in that monsters in america monsters and mysteries in america episode that i watched about the gentleman that witnessed one possible sighting of one in uh in massachusetts <clears throat> pukwudgies are usually likened to the western european fairy or gnome while almost all accounts note that they are tricksters, accounts vary on whether or not they have malicious intent. They are typically described as being about knee-high to an average height human. They have large hands, sagging shoulders, and a stooped appearance. Same. Right. <laughs> and a tendency to hunch forward when they walk. Again. Same. Despite this, they still appear to be quite agile and quick. Although they are small, they are typically carrying arrows, which sometimes are poison arrows. Knives or spears. They also can attack in unison to kidnap people, push them off cliffs, or otherwise intimidate. What's actually really funny is those pictures that I posted. And uh, I know they're trolls, but with the grass that they wear in Frozen, the trolls, they look like pupwudgies. Like pupwudgies, yeah. yeah. They totally look like little trolls to me. Even in that yeah. movie. And it's literally one of my favorite awful movies ever is Troll 2. It's... One it's awful, the, but it's, it's such a classic. Of, it is one of the best awful movies in the entire world. I watched it when I was very young. I was like, oh my God, it stuck with me ever since. And it was one of those things that I thought was like a total fever dream till I was <laughs> an adult. Understandable. And, it, and it's all over social media. Like, oh my God, does anybody remember Troll 2? And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. This movie actually happened. And if you look at those things, they look like puck wedges They do. Me. Yeah, mm -hmm. they full on look like even the um in that episode that I watched today, the the um you know like they do the reenactments mm -hmm. like the even though it was much shorter like they say only about knee height and they they made it look like that in the uh, reenactment it looked a lot like one of those trolls from Troll Two mm. that's almost identical to what it looked like to me. Um. Their name denotes their habitat. Pukwudgie translates directly to person of the wilderness, and they are often revered and respected of protectors or spirits of the forest. I'm going to need to be known as Pukwudgie. Same. <laughs> We're both Pukwudgie. We're both people of the wilderness, so. They are also known to have special powers. These powers vary depending on the tribe speaking about Pukwudgie lore but they usually include the ability to become invisible, 
confound people, shapeshift, and bring harm to people simply through their gaze. Again, I'm gonna mean I'm gonna be needing to be a pupology. Can you imagine just and then that person like just completely shapeshifts? Native Americans believed that if you were to cross the path of a Pukwudgie, you should avoid it as much as possible and not inter- interact with the being at all. Like skinwalkers don't do it. Right, no. The Wampanoag legend of the Pukwudgie is particularly interesting and had a connection to the Mashop, the creation giant who was believed ma- believed to have created the land which is now Cape Cod. Listen, I love Cape Cod. He was a beloved god, and the Wapanog people often felt they were blessed and especially taken care of by the Mashop. The Pukwudgies felt forgotten and tried to help out the Wapanog people so the Pukwudgies could be revered as Mash- could be revered as Mashop. Revered. Revered. I was like, You're that's fine. not right. I know. That's one of those words <laughs> that does not look like it sounds. No. And then as I said it again, and I'm like, that sounds You're wrong. You're like, no. It's wrong. Help. Not what it is. Wasabi. <laughs> help. Um, however, their efforts often backfired or their tricksy nature got the best of them and the Wampanoag people were not at the time grateful for them. Like, no. We don't like you. You know what they, you know what they also kind of remind me of? That folklore of the troll under the bridge. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to answer three riddles or you can't come over this fucking bridge. And Still very like, leprechaun like, well, I will fail because I'm terrible at riddles. <laughs> Honestly, same. Like, my husband's good at them, thank God. Because he would have to be with me because I'm... Well, then I'll have to be with both good. of you because okay. I'm terrible yeah, at riddles. We're, we're, I'm not really sure how Alex is with riddles. She's definitely smarter in that shit than I am. Oh, but okay. Yeah. He's her, good. her and Rick can work it out. Oh, he's and, totally uh, good. He's totally good at them. And I'm like... Um, no. No. If it was figure out this riddle or die, well, guess I'll die. Just gonna eat off this bridge right now. I would, I would eat. I can't figure shit out. Like all, that. Since that, oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm terrible at I'm it. I'm not good with those at all. I'm like, I'm I am too not. literal of a person. Yes. To be able to do that. Because once I you tell re- me the answer, I'm like, I'm stupid. But. Because <laughs> I think too hard. Yep. And then you're gonna tell me the answer, and then I'm still gonna just eat myself. Because I'm gonna feel like a moron. Yeah. Because that's even worse. Because the embarrassment. Because the problem is, is we do think too hard, and mm-hmm. then the answer is very easy mm-hmm. and simple, and then we're like, well, fuck me, I guess. And then, you know. Oh, darkness, my old friend. All around me are that's familiar. That's how I feel. I'm just going <laughs> to crawl into that dark corner over there. Me and my puck wudgies were hanging out. Me and my puck wudgies. <laughs> Sensing that they would never be as beloved as the Mashop. The Pukwudgies decided to fire back. They became more and more malevolent. They played tricks, scared the Wampanoag people, and did nothing to improve their daily lives. <laughs> the way that's put, I'm terrible. so sorry. That's awful. They did nothing to improve their daily lives. Fucking lazy ass like, bitches. Literally nothing. Didn't take the garbage out. Didn't wash the dishes. Didn't walk the dog. Didn't even brush their damn hair. Nothing. Nothing. Oh my god. Bunch sounds, of fucking Gen Zers. Like ungrateful. Literally, that's about to say. I was like, it sounds like a bunch of ungrateful teenagers. <laughs> one bunch day, of Gen Zers. One day, the Wampanoag were fed up with the feud and decided to visit Granny Squanette, or Squanet. Uh, this was Mashop's wife for guidance. 
Mashup on his wife's orders collected up as many puff wedgies as he could and I want to say yeeted them. Please. It doesn't need Yeeted them all around the area. Thank you. It says flung, but yeeted. Yeet. Um, from New England to the Great Lakes and even as far south as Delaware. Okay, well then this totally explains why there are sightings literally everywhere because she just was like yeet and they just She literally everywhere. looked at him and was like, I'm gonna need you to yeet these motherfuckers. Can you yeet? And he said, I yeet. And he just went everywhere. And then it, yep. <laughs> he hoped this would lessen their power. And if they were more spread out, it would be harder for them to have such a big impact on humans' lives. Well, little did you know. <laughs> well, well. It's like that backfired. Satisfied but exhausted from the work, Mashop and his wife took a short sabbatical. However, during this time, the Pukwudgies snuck back to Massachusetts. Infuriated that the Wampanoag were behind their scattering, they elevated their attacks on them. Instead of just being nuisances and tricksters, the Pukwudgies began stealing children, burning villages, leading those lost in the woods to their deaths and other horrible mind, mind seeds. Misdeeds. <laughs> Listen. Some I horrible need, mind I seeds. Need some, I need some mind seeds sometimes. Not I need horrible ones. I clearly need some mind <laughs> seeds. Right now. Can someone spare a mind seed? Can you spare a mind seed? Spare a mind seed, ma'am. Someone be like, the oh fuck is God. a mind seed? <laughs> um, Mashop was aware of this, but did not want to fully return yet. So he sent his five sons to fix the Pukwudgie problem. However, his sons were not a match for the Pukwudgies, and they tricked them and snared them and killed all five. Mashop and Granny Squant, or Squaint, were furious over their son's deaths, and they attacked and killed as many Pukwudgies as they could. However, many escaped to the lands of New England. Many still survived to this day, and according to some stories, a group of Pukwudgies overwhelmed Mashop and killed him. It is interesting to note that after this story takes place, Mashop largely disappears from the Wampanoag mythos. I was, I was literally forgot how to say that word. You're like, ugh, what? I was like, Wampagnos! I think that that... That episode might have aired sometime around 2013 and 2014. So that's really interesting that this folklore goes back as long as it does and that there's even sightings up until, what, like eight years ago or so. Right. That's fucking crazy. That is crazy. So the folklore of the Pukwudgie is so pervasive that the Song of Hiawatha, an epic poem by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, includes a brief section on Pukwudgies. It was published in 1855, and um, the article actually has a link where you can read the poem in its entirety. I remember learning, I remember hearing about this poem in elementary school, but I don't think we ever had to read the entire poem at any point. Um, but I do, I am familiar with this poem. It's just really like, I'm not familiar like, that I remember it or any parts of it, but that I just remember the name of it. Um, and I'm just like, that is, that is really fucking crazy that not only was this written as far back as it was. Um, and of course the whole, the whole poem basically is, uh, about store is about passing down, uh, stories and legends and traditions in regards to nature. Um, going back to the land that belongs to the Native Americans and it lifts off various tribes and then um, really singles itself around 
Hiawatha. That's a specific uh, Native American that's mentioned in, uh, or indigenous person that's mentioned in, in the poem itself. But um, again, just really crazy that a poem that famous that's been around that long even mentions this lore. So that's just how prevalent it is in uh, not only Wampanoag folklore, but indigenous folklore period. Because like we said, even the Algonquin, the Ojibwa. To be completely honest with you, when indigenous people or Native Americans believe in something, I don't know why to me it has more merit, but it really does because my thing is, is I'm like, yes, I know that they took hallucinogens and stuff like that and they probably saw things, but I'm also like, you're talking about a whole tribe of people who have witnessed these types of things that like Bigfoot. But then you're also assuming that just their culture were the ones that used it. And again, this is not discounting you in any way, but this is just to where your, as far as your history goes, if you really fall down the rabbit hole of the history of uh, hallucinogenic drugs and plants, Oh, it wasn't just Native Americans using them. No, I wasn't saying <laughs> it was just Native Americans using them. I'm saying people use that as an excuse. People say yeah. that. They're like, well, they use hallucinogens or whatever. That's what I was saying. I wasn't saying right. they were the only people that used them. No, no, I'm just saying I'm just saying no. that some people's not not even necessarily you. I'm just saying that some people they're they're like what's the word I'm looking for? Like their education. Mm-hmm stops right yep. there exactly. as far as the usage and the history of hallucinogenic drugs when it comes to different cultures and hell even different religions yeah exactly really want to go down like far down that rabbit hole because so, actually hallucinogens can be actually very healing they are they can be very healing yeah it's it's always seen <clears throat> in such a negative yeah. western way because of how Religion. western cultures and well and then religion movies tv shows it's perceived Actually, that way i should say the christian religion right specifically 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 because there are actual it's, religions that use hallucinogens to heal and stuff like that so christian christian religion is what i'm talking about right it um well and here's the other thing too their culture is so much i think it's harder for a lot of people to understand because their culture is so old yeah I agree with that. It's so much older. When you find any cultures and religions that are much, much, much I mean, even older than Christianity. If you think, oh, in, yeah. if you think in terms of Christianity and you stop right at two thousand years, that's not very old. <laughs> no, it's really not. If you stop there in in those terms, that's not old at all. So you think as far back as buddhism different mm -hmm. yeah and and definitely native cultures i mean theirs goes back oh gosh and you're yeah. talking about people who knew how to very use, ancient very very the, ancient not, not just the land but like the 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 things that we are given on the earth like they knew how to use it correctly right. so if i i apologize if i like said that wrong i wasn't saying i thought that i was saying people will say well native americans thought they use hallucinogenic drugs and, and really that just comes saw... purely from a place of, and that's why i'm pointing out that right really can come from a place of really just ignorance because mm -hmm. that's where their education stops like it stops 
right there and that's all they know like and unfortunately in a lot of history books they don't really teach you shit anymore anyway because they're taking out all of the actual history and just whitewashing it but anyway, or so, none at all because right, <laughs> or just none um, but no Native Americans when they actually or indigenous people at all when they talk about seeing creatures like this, you know, any type of cryptid, to me it always has had more merit because I'm like you're not what's the word I'm looking for? Like you know your shit. Like mm-hmm. you've lived this land for fucking ever. And right. when they do those, the, the not hieroglyphics, that's Egyptian. What is it? What is it called when they write, when they draw? When it's symbols. It's, when it's symbols. I thought it was like, picti- like pictograms. But that's what I think it is. is I'm so sorry called? if I'm butchering this. But that's Same. Because the Native Americans drew a lot on like walls yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of times they would draw these creatures. Yeah. So I'm like, if you're looking at these Native Americans or an indigenous people from years ago and these things were there to me that just has more merit and also if you look at it if you go into the history of psychedelic use amongst those different cultures they and their terms from you know their their folklore their culture that's interdimensional too in a lot of ways in Which a lot of ways. Kind of brings us about, to skinwalkers. You know, right, exactly. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of that where there's interdimensional travel through psychedelics. So there are beings that they have seen through ceremonies that may not even necessarily be beings in this dimension, right. but in a dimension that they witnessed. Exactly. Perfect example with Skinwalkers. Mm-hmm. We brought all of that up in our episode that we did about um, Skinwalker Ranch, because I truly believe there are interdimensional portals there. 100%. Just explains And like how we explained that much. we think that they're inter- interdimensional demons. Very much so. But it's like, just like we had... Skinwalkers this- and... Specifically. Specifically, yes. Yes. Skinwalkers. Very much so. Um, but no, guys, for real. Like if you if you are one of those people that genuinely think, well, they just used them for this, you really do some research on mm-hmm. psychedelics because I Now used... a lot of it can be a matter of opinion. Of course. But you will find people I mean, if you look at the first per- well the first doctor to synthesize L S D was trying to um oh something about DNA strands. Anyway, I know I'm <laughs> something super science. Look, look, it goes, oh God. <laughs> I, I researched this to death and then it gets all muddled together when you're trying to explain it, of course, because my brain works. But um yeah, I mean if you really again, a lot can be a matter of opinion, mm-hmm. but you've got to look into people that were actual like you doctors, doctors, professors. And you have plenty of Native American witch doctors, like actual like very smart in that kind of stuff that you can Well, and not only that, just have respect for other people's culture. Really what it boils down to is have respect for other people's cultures if it doesn't necessarily vibe with how you were raised and what you believe in. Christians. Not everybody's beliefs are going to be the same. And you know what's really sad is, you know, too, I'll, I'll be the first to admit I used to think that way. Fully. 
I did because I was raised in that. I was raised in, you know, the Baptist religion where everything was wrong but us. So I had to do my own research because I specifically remember hearing, well, they did psych they would do like, you know, hallucinogenic drugs, so that's all they could see. Or they were seeing shit because they were doing that. And it never sat right with me. And I was always like, why would you say something like that? And, you know, looking into it, just like you had said before, um, a lot of religions and a lot of cultures use drugs like that to open up a part of your mind that isn't normally, like, day-to-day -day isn't normally, not that it isn't functioning, but it's, you know what I'm saying, like, mm -hmm. the drug will hit a specific part of your brain and let that open, whereas if you don't take it, it's not. And a lot of times that's used in healing rituals, it's used in you know, different types of cultures and stuff like well, I'm gonna that. I'm going to blow so. your mind with something real quick. And I know this is going to be very controversial to a lot of people, but specifically within Christianity, as far as the usage and the connections with psychedelic drugs, one prime example, and there are a laundry list of them, but if you want to specifically go to different stories in the Bible, because um, a lot of them, in my opinion, are allegorical, mm -hmm. um, the burning bush. Yeah. There is a plant called the ashwagandha. I've heard this before. You burn the ashwagandha plant, it is, it will, you, if you burn the ashwagandha plant and inhale the smoke, you will have a psychedelic experience. So it is believed if you are under that assumption that this is allegorical in any way, that it was Moses, correct? The, the burning bush? Yes. Right. <laughs> that the... This ashwagandha plant could have been burning and Moses was having a psychedelic experience in the desert. I have actually heard that before. So, you know. Keep I mean, your mind open. Just keep your mind open. To it's stuff. just, it's, it's something that when you look at it, when you, when you look at the story and the parallels, and again, if you, if you look at the Bible as, as if you look at a lot of the Bible as allegorical, it makes a lot of sense but again it's going to be very controversial yep. to a lot of people because it is the word and it is the truth and it's the light and da -da -da -da. anyway um okay <laughs> jesus <laughs> also where did we from go from <laughs> i was like we have went down a rabbit hole but i'm not mad about it well because you get into indigenous folklore True. and yep. it's so old and it's so ancient but it is so misunderstood from people mm -hmm. that are strictly closed-minded and unfortunately the vast majority that are closed-minded are so-called quote-unquote Christians because yeah. of the way that they are taught to perceive uh, Christianity. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Being raised in it. 100%. But if you look at Christianity, you know, I think a lot of Christianity that's taught is very closed-minded. If you look at Christianity as a whole, um, it's, it's not. So I think that's why a lot of things are just a matter of debate. And really just at the end of the day, what it, what the real message is, is just to keep an open mind and to read and to research and come up with your own. And it doesn't matter if you day. disagree. Just respect. respect. Yeah, because really at the end of the day, they, they, you know, the first indigenous people were the first people. They, they were the first earth dwellers, as it were. They were the first ones to be on this planet you know in in whatever shape or form but i just mean overall 
on this earth, they were the first ones here. So mm -hmm. it's a matter of respect because of the fact that their beliefs date back so, so, so long. You know, and unfortunately, a lot of these tribes have been, you think of how many tribes have been wiped out completely. There are hundreds of thousands that are just, un that are gone. They're gone. There's no descendants. There's no history. There's no documents. There's no nothing. And it will always discuss history me. gone, people gone, languages gone, cultures gone, gone. And it will always discuss me how because of ignorance and hatred and I mean that too. Out of that, but it will always disgust me. Disgust, not disgust. Disgust me how in the history books. The Native Americans are viewed as the villain. Oh, yeah, we are. And at the time, I didn't understand it. Old and now cowboys it makes me and sick. Every old cowboy and Indian show and movie back in the fifties and sixties, the Indians were the enemy. And I'm over here now, like, no. Anytime I ever watch any of that shit, I'm gonna be rooting for them. Yeah, kill them. <laughs> Get them back. <laughs> so the section of the poem. Uh, the Song of Hiawatha that mentions the Pukwudgies goes like this. Uh, it's far and wide among the nations. Spread the name and fame of Kawasend. No man dared to strive with Kawasend. No man could compete with Kawasend. I apologize if I'm butchering that. But the mischievous Pukwudgies, they the envious little people, they the fairies and the pygmies plotted and conspired against him. Even they were like, hey, what are the, what the fuck are these yeah, things? Eyewitness accounts of the Pukwudgies and their good and bad deeds have been around for centuries, although running into a Pukwudgie is always a scary situation because of their power and capricious... Capricious. Capricious. I was like, Capricorn nature! No. <laughs> no. He was like, no. <laughs> it is... <laughs> Listen, I knew that was wrong, but my brain did it anyway. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> um, it is not necessarily a death sentence. However, it is important to be wary of them and their intentions. Oh, okay. So actually in this part, it mentions the forest in Massachusetts where that sighting happened on the show I watched. One of the areas with the most activity is the Freetown Fall River State Forest in Massachusetts. So yeah, I guess even up until a few years ago, there's still been sightings. It is on this land that a 227-acre Watupa or Watupa reservation, which belongs to the Wapanog Nation, is located. In fact, reports in the Freetown Fall River State Forest, forest rangers have put up a Puckwudgie crossing sign. Oh, that's amazing. Um, although this I wish we would have seen that when we were know, there. Right? <laughs> it, although this, is, this may be in jest, it does reflect the large number of calls, stories, and experiences with Puck puckwudgies that emerge from this area is it weird that i'm sitting here going i wonder if lizzie borden never had an experience That's with a crazy <laughs> a did it. we solved we solved actually you know what i think we just mystery. solved we did we did we just solved a 100 year old mystery that's why no one ever saw it totally makes sense because it's like yay big <laughs> <laughs> it's like me big but could he could they have hit abby that high it's a jumper like a jumping spider that's like yeet it's like jumps from the bed like jumps from the floor to the bed to the cracker in the back of the head and jump no back and down. she wouldn't have been able to move because she was so stunned like the fuck yeah. is it 
Hilarious. So funny. One of the most famous encountered Okay. One of the most famous encounters occurred in the forest. A local a local named Joan was walking her dog along a path in the forest, something she had done many times. Without warning, her dog began running excitedly off the path into the forest. When the dog finally stopped running and Joan caught her breath, she raised her head and found herself face to face with a small humanoid creature. According to Joan, the being was two, roughly two feet tall, with pale gray skin, short, stocky legs, had large lips, a canine nose, a canine-like nose, and a human-like face. No. I just pictured that, and I'm like... <laughs> that sounds horrifying. <laughs> and apparently these things do not like dogs, because I'm finding, like, a running theme here. Well, I mean, I guess it would make sense if you lived close to a forest. It's like, okay, perfect place to walk my dog. Right. Right. You know, even along the forest edge. It's like, okay, this is beautiful. Walk the dog. Whatever. But, like, that was the same story that Guy had. Mm Mm-hmm. In this same forest, walking his dog. The dog sees it. Because, of course, dogs are going to sense that. Especially if they're more of a... Especially if they're, like, a hunting breed. Like, if they're a retriever, a Labrador, a hound, anything like that. They're going to be more uh, apt and alert to seeing something that, like, they're not... Especially if it's something they're not used to seeing or something unusual. Uh, The creature did not make a move towards Joan and her dog, uh, and Joan simply just stared. Uh, Soon her dog began pulling her back towards the path, and Joan followed. Unsettled by this strange and unexplainable experience, Joan tried to forget it. How could you ever forget (laughs) However, this did not seem to make the Pugwudgie very happy, and later that night, for a number of weeks, the creature would appear... No. Would appear at Joan's bedroom window in the middle of the night and wake her up. Yeah, I'm gonna pass... (laughs) yeah i'm gonna my husband would be out there with a baseball bat like ready to take that fucking thing out fuck you pud would you yeah i said pud 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 would you does the puck would you crave human attention or perhaps need it in some way i'm gonna tell you guys right now if y'all do exist you really don't need it you don't humans are garbage you don't want it humans are absolute garbage they are absolute garbage Okay, and this is coming from a human. We're garbage. Garbage. Um, it is important to remember that previous to the Wampanoags running with them and the flight that the flight, I give up today. <laughs> the fight yeah. that erupted between the Puckwudgies and Mashop, they enjoyed at least respect and acceptance of the Wampanoag people. They just wanted more. Although sightings are somewhat rare and scattered over the years, I wonder if Puckwudgies make themselves known after they have been out of the news for some time. If they didn't need care or human interaction, why not just disappear deeper into the woods? If they have the ab- inv- if they have the ability to make themselves invisible, why would they ever let themselves be seen? For this reason, I believe there is some kind of crossover or necessity of human attention directed toward Puckwudgies, good or bad attention. Obviously, they are something that does crave attention because it seems like even if they're uh, dangerous or not, they always kind of go out of their way to encounter humans, Um, whether they mean to just trick them or harm them. Um, So it's interesting that they would become more popular in the last few years following the... uh, Harry Potter franchise um, mm-hmm. 
so uh because this actually was not mentioned in the article but this is just a small piece from the Pukwudgie wikipedia page in regards to harry potter um they are identified uh as magical creatures in the harry potter universe in a description on pottermore which is a apparently i guess a digital publishing uh digital publisher for harry potter um they are described the creatures are described as follows the Pukwudgie is also native to America, a short, gray-faced, large-eared creature distantly related to the European goblin. See, remind, yeah, goblins, trolls. Uh, fiercely independent, tricky, and not overfond of humankind, whether magical or mundane. It possesses its own powerful magic. Pukwudgies hunt with deadly poisonous arrows and enjoy playing tricks on humans. Okay, so pretty similar to what the Wampanoag, um, Ojibwa, Algonquin, uh, all the rest of the indigenous uh, cultures describe them as being so it's pretty pretty spot on um the Pukwudgies are a symbol and name of one of the houses in the elvermorny school of witchcraft and wiz wizardry and that is said to represent the heart of a wiz wizard and favor the healers i hope i'm saying that right il elvermorny school of witchcraft and i'm not uh, i'm sitting here wearing raven claw pants right now and i'm like i don't know i'm sorry <laughs> I, don't. I don't that's really ironic though oh okay so uh if you go more into detail as far as the Ilvermorny school of witchcraft and wizardry it first appeared in a short story on pottermore in 2016 it was first mentioned in uh fantastic beasts and where to find them that movie so uh yeah um oh i guess the reason why the pukwudgie specifically are mentioned is that this school was founded specifically in in massachusetts um it was founded right after the mayflower landed in massachusetts so uh yeah it's kind of funny it would make sense that all of the names of the houses are indigenous na are names that are related to indigenous cultures in that area so the four houses of ilvermorny are thunderbird horned serpent wampus and uh Pukwudgie. so yeah if anybody wanted if anybody is a harry potter fan out there um yeah it's kind of interesting i was i was wondering how many people would hear about this episode that were harry potter fans and immediately go oh i know i know what a puckwudgie is what's uh, weird is that when we yeah when we first said it the name sounded vaguely familiar to me and then when i started researching it i'm like oh this is a harry potter thing again ironic because i'm wearing ravenclaw pants right now that's so funny and you're <laughs> like uh, i didn't plan that i just uh, yeah it was just the pair of sweats i grabbed <laughs> yep um yeah apparently there's been a lot of different books written about them um yeah they're the folklore regarding <clears throat> puckwudgies is far and far and wide yeah it's wampanoag algonquin chippewa mohican and um abenaki and ajibwan uh there are all varieties of alternate spellings and names besides Pukwudgie. Uh, but yeah, pretty much all come down to little people, forest people, forest spirits, little forest people. Um, yeah, so. That I'm not going to lie. Some crazy. of the pictures, I think they're kind of cute. Some of the pictures are kind of adorable. They really are. They really are. I'm just kind of like, huh. 
They're kind of <laughs> cute. Oh my god. They are oh my kinda, god. They are kind of cute. Oh my god. Okay, that one's adorable. <laughs> oh my god. Like these I'm are actually all other Harry Potter creatures. Too. I'm not gonna lie. If I came across that thing, <laughs> I would be like, "What's your favorite candy?" Because I will buy you all of it. I all of it, and then you can live I with me buy forever. You, I will buy you all of your favorite. That's candy. actually one of the reasons why I love Fantastic Beasts because a lot of the creatures were really fucking cute, and I was like, I want them. I need. Same. <laughs> I felt, I literally felt the exact same way the first time I watched it. I was like, uh, yeah. So I want I'll, that platypus so thing. So I'll take that, I'll take that, um, that suitcase. Um, so. I'll take that suitcase for a hundred dollars. I would gladly, gladly trade you. I'll have that. Yep. I'll take it. I'll take it. So yeah, this was fun. I didn't even realize how much information there would be out there about them. Had no idea any of the connection to that. And you also got a lesson on psychedelics, so you're welcome. You did. You it totally is 420. Did. It, you know. I mean, that's not a psychedelic, but it's still. not. But still, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, just, you know, like we said, at the end of the day, keep an open mind. Let's respect just keep, let's just keep and research. Mind. Yeah. And respect. Respect and research. Just keep an do, open mind and keep an open mind and be respectful. Keep an open mind. There you go. Keep an open mind. Keep there an open go. mind. Keep but a fly in the sky. Hagging got past his hand. Oh my god. Oh my god, I listen. I don't know why that <laughs> Because it's been kind of like my favorite thing. Recently, yeah, it's been. Though. It's kind of where my brain's been. My brain's kind of like been... that. Is very accurate. Yeah, to where my brain has been. I really that picture I sent you today is legit. <laughs> Listen, one of the greatest things. You're welcome. And I needed that. Sitting in the waiting room of the doctor's office. <laughs> and me at work, like literally just trying to hang on to my sanity. <laughs> Which clearly taking that picture was doing it. Oh, uh, love it. All right, guys. All right, guys. So next week, this was a fun episode, though. But we hope you learned. We hope you learned something. We always try to bring cryptids are always a fun one because yes. we're always trying to find new ones, and there are so many out there. So I, I try to pick ones. Well, we both do. If we ever think of one, especially ones that no one's familiar with. Yeah, because we when we first started the podcast, we kind of hit the big ones. Oh yeah, we got the big they were ones the easy, out of the way. They were the easy ones to do. Mm-hmm. And now we're like, Pukwudgies. A fucking Baronosaurus over in Africa. Like, I mean, this I mean, shit. Listen. <coughs> I would love it. Listen. So, um, next week, you guys, uh, is actually my birthday. Yay! Literally a week from today is my birthday. Somehow I'm not even 30. I, I still don't fully understand how <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even turning 30, which is still like. You're like, how old am I? I'm like, literally, What's I don't happening? understand how I'm still in my 20s. I don't understand. I'm going to be 29, though. I'm almost there. <laughs> you could say, I'm almost there. Almost there. <laughs> um, so next Wednesday, it is my birthday. And as of right now, it is a surprise next week, what we are doing. Um, we have a couple things going and we want to not tell you what's happening until we know for sure. So, um, and it's going to be a nice birthday regardless, because I'm going to be with, 
my best friend, and we're going to be talking spooky stuff. So whatever happens, it's going to be great. Stuff. And it's funny because everyone's like, what are you doing for your birthday? And I'm like, I'm recording a podcast. Because <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a Wednesday. It lands on a Wednesday. And, you know, my birthday can be celebrated the entire fucking week. I mean... The whole week. Listen, I'm terrible. I take the whole month of June, so... I mean, honestly, I kind of take the whole month of April, but no one else does, so... I kind of just have to celebrate myself. Why not? <laughs> like, why the fuck not? Because I do. I had Cheesecake Factory three days in a row because leftovers. Yeah, oh my god. How <laughs> not have three days of leftovers with Cheesecake Factory? <laughs> Well, my mom gave me her leftovers, and then I had oh, my Lord. leftovers. That's amazing. And but then I had my cheesecake last night. I would oh. love someone to come to me and tell me that they do not have at least three days of leftovers after cheesecake. Two to three. At least two to three. At least. At least. All right, guys. So make sure to tune in next week to see what we're doing, since you don't know. Either planned or unplanned. We will, we will be... We will, we will that's all that. folks we will be delivering you an episode we we are giving you an episode you just don't know what it is hey surprise friend. keep it mysterious i like it especially As to the spoopy actually no what we're gonna do we're just gonna talk about me the whole time i like it because it's my birthday so we're just gonna like talk it. about me i'm a i'm spoopy sounds groovy i'm all for it so i'm spoopy i'm like for real all for it we could just sit here and like you could ask me my we could just talk about, we could literally just make it a super kickback <laughs> and just be like, we're just celebrating my birthday today. We're just talking about all my favorite shit. I'm totally down. Like, I'm down for that. Well, you guys, that's not what we're doing, <laughs> but you guys don't it's know It's like, that's totally what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Yay, that's what okay. We're doing. okay. <laughs> so you guys, you know our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at DFWTO Podcast, Twitter, and Face, or, uh, yeah, Facebook, Facebook. Facebook, Burke, yep. DFWTO8811. If you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions, please email us at DFWTO8493 at gmail.com. And um, please subscribe and follow us on Instagram. No. F no. <laughs> uh, Spodbean. Spodbean. <laughs> this has been the best. I love it. Podbean. Spotify. Podbean. Spotify. Google Got Podcasts. It. And yes. iTunes. We're pretty much everywhere. So. Go listen to us on iGoogle and Spodbean. Exactly. <laughs> give us a follow. Give us a subscribe. And you'll know when we put out new video, new episodes. And it's usually every Wednesday. But in case it's not, you'll always know. Make sure to go check out the podcast merch again. Sale D-F-W-T-O-E-A-R-T-H. $5 off every item you get. Go check the link trees on the Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and click on podcast merch. And I believe that's everything. You guys have a great week. Enjoy the spring weather that we're trying to have. Uh, I hope you guys are at least getting some of it. A little bit of it. We're trying. And you guys remember, more... don't fuck, don't with, fuck the with the original. Unless you're Jed, then you can fuck with Blair Witch. <laughs> For sure. Just please make sure Eduardo all Sanchez is involved. That. That's all I'm asking. Well, I mean, duh. That's all I'm asking. Duh. Duh. <laughs> Bye. Bye.